Hey friends, this is an incredible episode. Episode number 20 has been taken over by my three oldest daughters. I am a proud papa. Nina and I are so excited for um, what they're going to be sharing with you and the perspective they share as children within our family. They're going to be talking about how do we do family life well together. We hope and pray that you will enjoy. We quietly gathered for a kids meeting, not wanting our parents to be involved. We discussed, we brainstormed, and dare I say skipped. We went through all the details to get what we needed to get done. Hey friends, welcome to the Encourage Inspire podcast. My name is Nadia. I'm Nora. And I'm Naomi. In this episode, we will be talking about how we deal with our family from a kid's perspective. Our passion is building faithful families. Thank you for walking alongside us as we share our stories and talk about the lessons we are learning. So what was happening that day? We were going to get together and talk about a room switch. And originally, it was just us older girls talking about how we wanted to either switch and get in a room together and move away from some of the younger siblings so we could have some older time. So we kept talking over the pros and cons. We just were thinking over, is this the best option right now? Although us older sisters started off talking, um, we decided to invite the little kids because you can't do a room switch with only... um, a few people. We need to get the little kids input on it because if not everyone is in agreement with that, then it'd make having a room switch impossible. So after we got our younger siblings involved, there was a lot of arguments happening because some people either weren't happy with how the room switch possibly might be, which we hadn't decided fully at that time, but we were still trying to mash out all the disagreements, and then we went to our parents. Once we all decided on which people we wanted in each room, we went up to mom and dad and we were like, please, can we convince you to do this room switch? While we were talking, we also had to do a lot of compromising with each other, just making sure that everyone had a chance to speak to put their opinion out there so that we had more options. What we just talked about was a real-life example of something that commonly happens in our house. This is a great example of a question I get asked a lot. And that question is, how do you deal with your family? And in this circumstance, we had to figure out how to communicate well with each other and work out the arguments that we may have had and just figure out how to just function. A question I get a lot is how is us siblings always nice to each other and we're not always nice to each other. We're not always nice but then also we do share a special relationship with each other. As we interact or deal with other siblings there are some important things to consider. One of those things is learning how to talk with each other and Making sure everyone is heard, talking with each other is a very important part of that. And not just thinking that your idea is the right one, but being open to hear other people's ideas and not just going, oh, my idea is right and not listening to what they have to say. And also when you are speaking to your siblings, letting God lead you with those words that you can show love to them and show God's love to them through your actions and your words. Sometimes it is easier to communicate with each other as older three. And how do we work in making sure everyone is heard, mostly with the younger kids? Well, for me personally, sometimes I feel like I need to take a step back. 
um, and just be patient with that situation or whatever is happening. It can be really hard to like include the younger siblings and like let them do what you're doing, but then also just showing love that way and doing stuff with them that you necessarily don't want to do is showing God's love, and that's very important. And sometimes when you're communicating or talking with any sibling, misunderstandings do happen. And so you need to make sure that whenever you're talking to them, you can use either words that they understand or just make sure that your point that you're trying to make or even when you're just talking in general is coming across smoothly and so that there is no headbutting that will happen. Like Naomi was saying, you need to make sure you understand each other with your words. And sometimes sarcasm can ruin that that understanding. And because sarcasm usually has a little bit of truth behind it. And a lot of people use it sometimes. And sometimes that's like a, a mask to show their real feelings. When you're using sarcasm, you have to be really careful because it can hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> and when you hurt somebody's feelings, you should just make sure they're okay. Um, but also sometimes for certain people, you have to give them time. You can't just go right into going sorry, but also meaning sorry and not just saying sorry because you should. We just talked about communication or communicating with others. So now we're going to move on to conflict and resolution. What does that mean for you guys? I feel like when you're interacting with different siblings, they all have different characteristics. So sometimes you have to take different steps in the way you talk to other siblings or in the way you approach them with saying sorry or just in the way that you give them a little bit of time and space after you've hurt them or something. I feel like for us three, it is very easy for us to almost immediately come and say sorry and actually mean it but for some of our siblings or younger siblings we kind of have to let there be a little of a gap between when we come back and try to mend what we kind of broke a little bit because sometimes with especially with our age gap we can do things and it unintentionally hurts them or sometimes we even use our words and intentionally hurt those people even though it's easy for us three to do that we have to remember that everyone has different personalities and different ways they process things. And so we have to allow, whenever we're trying to ask for forgiveness, to remember that and let them either have the space they need or immediately come ask for forgiveness. Sometimes with um, our younger siblings, when you want to ask for forgiveness and you mean it they just they don't want to accept it right now and they just need a little bit of space to calm down and breathe and realize how the situation happened and then you both can mend your relationship so something that happens also in our house is we don't fight physically our words are our greatest weapons at times and so we have to be careful in how we say things and present it to other people so that there's not misunderstandings or even if we did it intentionally that we will come back and ask for the forgiveness that for forgiveness from that person a lot of times we can try to say something that we know will hurt the other person because they hurt us, so we want to hurt them. Well, Jesus says, 
to use your words for kindness and lifting other people up and not bringing other people down. So just using your words um, to lift people up is really important and not trying to hurt them. Also, in the Bible it says, do to others as you would want them to do to you. And if we want people to lash out at us, then, I mean, that's not a great thing to do, but we need to act in a way that we want others to pe- people to treat us as well. And not just so that they will give us something, or but we just need to do that because we need to show Christ's love. Jesus can like move in you to make you think about um, what you say before you say it and realizing that it might be wrong and then changing what you're going to say or your thoughts into what um, he wants you to think about and not just getting irritated right away but being in his word also helps you to just feel calmer and more peaceful and less angry with what other people do around you. Yeah, and like what Nadia was saying for me, when I'm arguing, since I've had Jesus in my life, it helps me feel more calm about those arguments and like Nadia said, think about what I should say before I say it. So we talked about communication and also how that relates to conflict and resolution. And now we are going to move on to sharing responsibility. And one way we do that in our family, or we don't do so well, is helping other people clean um, on Friday. On Fridays, we clean the whole house, and sometimes some people get done faster than others. And what we should be doing is helping others finish their cleaning, but sometimes we don't do that so well. I agree. It's also really important if you like see something around the house and you're like, wow, this would really help mom if I would do the dishes. And so just taking initiative and um, doing, seeing something and doing what needs to be done um, to just be a blessing to others. Sometimes you have to give up some of your own time, some of your free time to help around the house and to take initiative. It's really hard because we're selfish. I mean, we have sin in our life, and that makes us want to do stuff for ourselves and not showing God's love and not being a blessing, but just wanting to do everything for ourselves. Another part of sharing responsibility is understanding that each person has a level to what they can accomplish a task at. And for us older people, As older kids, especially, we have the most responsibility for certain things because we are older and we can do more things. And so, like my brother, sometimes his job is to fold the washcloth. And that is also a very important part of sharing responsibility as our house is folding the clothes. We all do that as a family. And so, it is cool seeing how even my brother at four years old is able to participate in that. It's also just really important to all work together when you're, like, doing something, just to all put your efforts together to get it done um, more efficiently and faster. And not asking other people to do something that you know you were asked to do it or you know you can do it just because you don't want to. Some benefits of sharing responsibility as a family is we can get work done really fast, like Nora said, and it allows us to 
be a very great combined unit if we work together really well and are able to function and live our life because of the responsibility that was shared and we were able that we were able to get things done it can also be really fun when you work together because you can just uh, have each other and talk while you're working or sing songs together or just kind of goof off and it's just really fun doing um, chores together and taking it in a positive view. When we all work together the end result is growing closer together and building relationships together. Also sharing responsibility means that if we have something that we want to do we can get it all done as a family and then go do that fun activity or go do something that we all wanted to do and we will be able to do it because we all work together. Um, Also (laughs) another example would be on Fridays we also have our movie night. Sometimes we have to hit pause on our movie to get all the dishes done from our dinner and when we all work together on that we can get it done faster so that we can also finish our movie. Sometimes whenever we share responsibility, it means we all work together to pick it, some, that whatever we needed to do to get it done so that the responsibility doesn't lie in a single person and that one person misses the fun that we may be having. So we just talked about sharing responsibility and now we're going to talk about how, how we balance individual time with having family time. It's very good to have family time, but sometimes you just need to be by yourself and take a step from all the loud noises and stuff. And like Nadia said, there are times where it's good to have family time, but you do need to step away. And that is super challenging, especially when you have a family of eight people. But sometimes you have to communicate with them and say, hey... I just need a little bit of alone time. I'm going to be in my room for just a little bit, and then I can come out with you guys again. Yeah, and asking them respectfully, not just, like, pushing them away unkindly. But really treat them with respect and ask them kindly to have a little bit of space in that moment. Amen, sister. (laughs) 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 It's really important to also though if they if your siblings ask you to play with them also sometimes sacrifice your time and choose to play with them even though you need some alone time um and just really giving up that time to to engage with family yes <laughs> giving up that time to engage with your family and when you engage with your family enjoy the time with your family because when you're with family that's just a special moment that you get to have. Something I really enjoy is being with family even if I'm not directly talking with them just being around them is so much fun and even those small conversations the jokes the laughter and just having fun is so amazing when you are being with your family. The joy that comes with being with your family just it's kind of like hard to explain but just like this feeling of happiness always even sometimes though your family frustrates you but then it's also just like you feel so good 
building relationships with your family and like talking through the hard times and having fun in the fun times just all builds up to a really good relationship. We've built an atmosphere where even if it's the hard times or the good times where we know we can come to each other and be there for one another and it is a special bond that we've built with one another and it's very important for people to talk to each other and have good conversations with one another and I think that's how we have become so close is being able to talk through our differences and just love on one another. And also, I feel like something that has drawn our family closer together is the Bible time we do in the nighttime and just the questions we ask each other about how our Jesus time is or how we are just walking with God in that moment. Mom and Dad do really good at asking us when we come from Sunday school or Wednesday night activities, like, what did you learn? And often those conversations will spark new conversations that we totally did not plan, but just keep rabbit tunneling down. And it just is so cool just being able to talk about those things. So we just already started talking about this, but another part of dealing with your family is having God time together. Just talking about him and building your relationships with each other, but also focusing on him with your relationship with each other. And having intentional prayer with each other. I really enjoy praying with my family. It's a really fun thing to do, and it's really cool to just see everything that's happening in our lives and just sharing it with each other. One thing that mom and dad likes us to do is everybody praying for someone and thanking God for something from the biggest to the littlest of all of us. Another part of being with each other and being in the word and being with God is we sometimes put a pause on a fun activity that we were doing to continue a conversation that was very heartfelt and very good to continue and so we keep talking about that versus trying to rush through it and end it to go back to whatever we had been planning on doing. One more thing we do as a family is we participate in mom and dad's core group. And so just being together as a family and going through his word and learning about what we take away while learning about what other people take away is very special. Like Nadia was saying about core group, or as I call it, house church, is we're being intentional about being in the word with other people as a family. We've built a community with others who walk alongside us and help lift us up. And especially as a teenager, having those other women in my life is very important to me so I can see what they're going through and they can tell me about their past experiences. So in this episode, we've been talking about how to deal with your family. But what I really think it is, is how to be a family. 
we talked about communication and letting others be heard and just making sure that everyone understands what is being said. In conflict and resolution, we talked about how to restore your relationship with other people and also sharing responsibility, working together as a family to be able to do things together. Next, balancing your individual time with family time, knowing when you need to step away and when to be with your family. Nora said something when we were talking over this, and she said about being a family, not forcing a moment to happen, being, but being ready when it comes and enjoy it when it happens. And I thought that was really, really cool. Finally, being with God together, having that time where you dedicate to God as a family. That is the most important part of working together and allowing God to work through your family. Thank you guys for letting our mom and dad encourage you and inspire you through the podcast. And thank you guys for letting us encourage and inspire you today with this episode. As always, if you guys have any prayer requests, please send it to the email in the description. Thanks for listening. My parents will see you in the next podcast. Bye! So do I need to say quote-unquote? Probably. I was a little, as we're dealing with our family, quote-unquote. I don't know. That sounds weird. Isn't it as we're quote-unquote dealing with their family? As you quote-unquote how to deal with your family. Quote-unquote. Unquote? Oh, quote. As you unquote? As you, as you. And. For some reason, I feel like it needs to be a below person. I do not know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) As always, if you guys have any prayer...